Welcome to the Gary Smith Show. For the next hour, Gary will be taking your calls and answering your emails as he discusses personal development as it relates to your business, your career, and your personal life. Gary is a successful businessman and entrepreneur and is the founder and president of Optimum Performance Technologies, LLC. Gary is a business consultant, business and personal coach, and a professional speaker and writer who has dedicated his life to helping businesses and individuals develop and implement plans to take their companies and their lives to new levels of performance and success. Gary is the author of two outstanding books, The Shepherd and the Princess, Seven Keys to Conquering the Goliaths in Your Life, and Achieving Unusual Greatness, Timeless Lessons from the Trail Already Blazed. If you have a question or comment for Gary, please call in at 860-432-9735 or email him at questions at optex.com. You can also learn more about Gary by visiting his website, optex.com. And now, here's Gary Smith. Good morning. Happy Saturday morning on this kind of rainy, drizzly, cold October day. Uh, grab a cup of coffee, grab a notebook and a pencil or a pen, and sit down and get ready to take some notes. We've got another great show for you today. Uh, my name's Gary Smith. I'm happy to be your host here on The Gary Smith Show, and we're looking forward to spending the next hour with you and hopefully imparting some really, really good stuff in both the personal and business development arenas that will help you uh, live a better, more successful, more fulfilled life. Today we're going to be really having some fun. Now, there's a friend of mine who uh, who we did a recording a while ago, but uh, he's a really, really neat guy. His name is Steve Gamlin. And today we're going to be talking about vision boards. Now, that may be a term that many of you are not familiar with, but those of you who have done uh, any goal setting at all, you go through the process of trying to figure out what it is that you want to achieve both in the in the short term and the long term, and you lay out your plans. But how many of you have taken the time to really vitalize uh, your goals by creating a visual essence that you see on a regular basis? And that's really what vision boards are all about. It's going back and looking at your goals and then going out and getting visual images, if you will, that represent what it is that you are striving to achieve in your life and then posting those things uh, on a board uh, somewhere where you can see them regularly. And this works not only in uh, in the personal arena, but it also works for businesses. Uh, more and more businesses are headed in that direction because many times we, you know, we look at things intellectually, but we forget to stop and realize that the visual senses that we have are so very, very powerful. And when we're looking at pictures constantly and our minds are being bombarded uh, with these images, uh, that it's really, really powerful. And if you don't think that's true, just stop and think about um, the things that you watch on TV all the time and how you're bombarded constantly by marketing images to a point where if you see a picture of a person or if you hear a particular strain of music, how it makes you drawn to that and you instantly have a recall of what, what that commercial is all about. So that's the power of vision boards, and we're going to be talking about that with Steve today. Uh, if there is a more enjoyable way to live his life than being a professional speaker, Steve Gamlin hasn't discovered it yet. At the moment, he has no interest in changing course because he's just having way too much fun sharing the stage as a, what he calls a provider of motivational firewood, and we'll be talking about that with Steve. After spending a successful decade in the radio industry, a series of life decisions led to shifting gears from the dark broadcast studio to the bright stage lights of business events and conferences. 
Blending humor and motivation, Steve's programs deliver directly from his heart with frequent trips to the humor bank. His message has been well-received by sales teams, managers, and associations as, as it targets the sweet spot between personal and professional aspirations. Steve's credo, that which doesn't kill me, gives me a heck of a story to share from the stage, has already guided him through driving golf balls in a thunderstorm, his first solo skydive, leaping off a 108-story building, and plunging into the ice-cold Atlantic Ocean to raise money for Special Olympics. In his journey as an entrepreneur, author, award-winning Toastmaster, and member of the National Speakers Association, he remains a student of life at heart. As long as life continues to teach him lessons, Steve will continue to share them with a smile. And I can testify to that, uh, Steve, and I've known each other for a little while now. He's a great guy. He's funny. You will really, really enjoy the program this morning. So with that, let's start segment one of our interview with Steve Gamlin. So our guest today is Steve Gamlin. And uh, Steve, I got to tell you, uh, you and I met just probably maybe a month or a month and a half ago through uh, through a mutual friend of ours. And I'll tell you what, for people in our listening audience, Steve is a wonderful guy. I have really enjoyed, uh, we've had a couple of conversations now, we've exchanged a bunch of emails, and Steve is just a wonderful guy. Uh, I, I've really enjoyed getting to know him and starting to build a relationship. And, and I know that relationship is going to go on way beyond the uh, you know the time that we're spending together today. But first of all, Steve, welcome to the Gary Smith Show. Thanks so much for taking time from your busy schedule to be with me today. Thank you, Gary. I appreciate being here. Uh, so, Steve, the, the first things I want to do, the first you know few questions that I have for you are just kind of to um, I'll let you express yourself a little bit and to kind of let our listening audience get to know a little bit about you know who you are and 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 some of the things that you do. And you're you're not only a really neat guy, uh, but but you're very very creative. And so, those are some of the questions that I have are kind of around that creativity. And and I guess the first question I have is why do you refer yourself uh, to yourself as a provider of motivational firewood. Yeah, that was a description that kind of came out of a brainstorming session a few years ago. I've been a speaker now for about 10 years, speaker and an author. I do a blend of motivation and humor. Part of the reason I became a speaker was because I spent so much money watching these other speakers, and they all had one thing in common. They kept telling me they were going to change my life. And after spending quite a bit of money on them, their products, their events, their seminars, I found out they'd kind of all lied. None of them changed my life for me. And so I decided when I became a speaker, I would just tell people right up front, I can't change your life. All I can do is give you information. If you have the spark in your heart and a desire to make some part of your life better, and you take a piece of information, maybe a story, something you can relate to, a bit of possibility, and add it to the spark in your heart, you wake up tomorrow morning, you say, you think, you do something a little bit differently to make your life better, we win. So the information I can provide, added to the spark in your heart, if that generates a fire, mission accomplished. You know that is that is so powerful, Steve. Um, and one of my one of my favorite movies is The Matrix, and there is a um, there's a scene in The Matrix uh, toward the end of the first movie where uh, Morpheus and Neo are standing on top of this building after the helicopter has just crashed and Neo has rescued Trinity, and Morpheus looks at Neo and he says, Neo, one of these days you're going to find out that there is a difference between knowing the path and walking the path. 
And and that I think is exactly what you're saying with your you know uh, you know when you're talking about motivational firewood and I go through the same thing. I can show people the path, it just like you can, but they have to learn to walk that path and they have to be willing to take the risk and step out and start walking that path because it's in that journey that they find their success. Definitely, definitely. So uh, another another question I have for you, and this is uh, this is something. This is a question that I have that I don't know the answer to, but I want you to explain to everybody who is Super Teddy Maximus. <laughs> <laughs> Super Teddy Maximus is about the happiest living creature I've ever met. He is a Yorkie Pomeranian mix, and he was born in the summer of 2009 to a stray mama dog down in the streets of New Orleans. Now this was several years past Katrina. And they're having a terrible issue down there with overpopulation of animals because they don't spay and neuter. Well, somebody downtown in the business area called Animal Rescue and said, look, there's a stray mama dog very pregnant here in the alleyway giving birth. By the time they got there, he was the only one left still breathing. I mean, these little tiny, tiny pink creatures. All of his brothers and sisters from his litter passed away. And they rescued him, brought him to a shelter. Uh, a very wonderful family down there fostered him, and when he was old enough to travel, one of these amazing organizations that goes to the high-kill shelter areas and evacuates animals brought him to New England. And via an email newsletter, my fiancé and her mom, who lived in Vermont at the time, heard about him, drove all the way down to southern Maine, and adopted him. And I swear, rescued animals know that there's something very special about them, that they got that second chance. And he and I became best buds. We still are. And uh, he is just the most joy-filled animal I've ever met. Happy all the time, not afraid of anything. He's fearless. And he actually wrote his own book a couple of years ago about how 20 ways that people can be as happy as dogs. So his story of survival has helped inspire a lot of people. You know, that's really neat. And I and I like the, uh, you know, the analogy there that you use about animals. And, you know, and, and I think especially when it comes to dogs, I'm not so much a cat fan, but I love dogs. And I think that there is so much that we can learn from them. I mean, from the standpoint that they're always happy. The tail is always going. They're always happy to see you when you come home. There is that unconditional love that you get from them no matter what you do. Uh, you know, they will just love and love and love. So you're right. I think there's just tons of things that we can uh, that we can learn from them. And that that's really, really cool. Yeah, a dog will hold a grudge about as long as it takes for you to go to the mailbox and come back. And then they're they've missed you so much just in that 30 seconds. You're back. Oh, yeah. And it's that's really true. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's yeah, that they the, the, the memory of the uh, of the bad treatment or whatever is is so short. Uh, yeah. and, uh, because they're just built with that, you know, with that loving spirit in them. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah well, Steve, I want to bridge a little bit here now because, uh, the subject we're going to be talking today is about, uh, vision boards. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, let, let's start into that portion of our discussion, but let's talk about, you know, maybe you can start off by, uh, you know, by explaining, uh, first of all, what is a vision board and, and what are the tools that are critical to get started in using vision boards? I first learned about vision boards about a decade ago when The Secret became popular, the book and the DVD. And basically, it's a visual representation of where you would like your life to be. Now, The Secret, it painted a very broad brush, 
stroke version of it where people started to put together pictures of things they wanted to have. And what I've done is taken it a little more in depth the way I teach it, talking about eight different areas of your life that you would like to improve in some way so that not so much a balance between but an integration of all of the parts of your life. And the basic building blocks that I encourage people to start with, and it's very simple, pen, paper, heart, mind. You shut off all things electronic. You go somewhere quiet that you can relax and not be distracted. And you just put pen to paper as fast as you can write and start writing exactly how you would want your life to look like, feel like, sound like, be like, smell like, everything in as vivid detail as possible. And keep it in a positive language. Don't say, if, for example, if you smoke, don't write, I want to quit smoking. Or if you're overweight, I don't want to be fat. What you have to do is keep it in a positive way. I wish to weigh this much. I wish to enjoy life as a non-smoker. In every area of your life, describe your dream relationship. Describe your dream job. Describe your dream home or vacation or anything. But to really put pen to paper, before you even think of gathering pictures for a vision board, drill deep. And for me, I, I live an hour and 20 minutes from the seacoast. So a couple of times a year, I'll grab my, one of my journals and a pen and a little folding, my folding New England Patriots chair, and I go sit at the edge of the ocean with the waves crashing on the rocks, and I'll write pages and pages and pages. Phone, leave it in the car. Laptop, nope, not at all. Me, the ocean, pen, paper, heart, and mind. And I've just found that when I do that, I go places that if you were to ask me what you want your dream life to be, put me on the spot, I go so much deeper and in so much more vivid color and connect emotionally to it, and that's a great place to start. Wow, that's a really interesting approach. Um, I've done something similar to that in the past. Uh, it was back in 2006. I had the opportunity to travel to Kazakhstan, and I spent some time over there teaching at a university. And one of the classes that I taught was an undergraduate class in strategic planning. And when we first got into the class, I think all of the students in the class thought that they were we were going to be working on developing a strategic plan for this you know multinational multi billion dollar company that had you know hundreds of thousands of employees and The first thing that I challenged them to do was to uh, write a personal mission statement and One of the fellows in the classroom looked at me like I had three heads and said well Why should we do that and I said because if you can't write a mission statement for a company of one You have absolutely no credibility to write it for an organization that employs and affects the lives of thousands of people And he said well, I guess that makes sense So they started working on the project and I was really surprised the kids got into it um, but about two or three days into this assignment uh, one of the kids came to me and said, listen, tomorrow's Saturday, and we realize there isn't any class on Saturday, uh, but there's a bunch of us who would just like to get together and spend some time with you talking through these things. You know, if we bring coffee and pastries and stuff, would you be willing to do that? And I said, sure. So we got together on Saturday morning. And one of the things that I noticed is that everything that these kids were talking about in their mission statements was things that they wanted to have. You know, they wanted to have the fancy homes, the nice sports cars, the yacht on the Mediterranean, you know, be able to travel the world and that sort of stuff. And I told them, I said, guys, I want you to take a look at this from a little bit different perspective. I want you to close your eyes 
and I want you to envision yourself being 95 years old. You're laying on your deathbed. Your doctor has just left your side and told you that you have less than 24 hours to live. At that point, when you look back over your life, what will, you, what will be most important to you and what will you want your life to have stood for? And it was really amazing because after that, the, the, the shift that I saw in these kids and the way they were thinking and the, the message I was trying to deliver them to them was that money is not about uh, money is or that life is not about money and things. It's about people and relationships. And so you have to live a balanced life between the things that you want to have and the people you want to know and the relationships that you want to develop, because ultimately it's the relationships that are everything. Definitely. And that's such a great shift to see happen because that's one of the mistakes. The first mistake I made on my vision board, I, I actually filled up two boards the first time I did it. I did no prep work of digging and, and thinking of all those things. It was like, basically I should have just written a letter that started with, dear Santa. <laughs> it was all, it was stuff. It was material things that two weeks later I realized I didn't really want any of it. Right. I I wanted, you know, relationships is the first area that I focus on with people. What do you want your friendships, your, your loving relationships, your family, your everything with strangers? That is the number one thing for me. That's where I start as well. Yeah. And I think that is so, uh, so important. And it's, and it's so cool in being able to, you know, to do that because that's, that for a lot of people is a real aha moment. When they really say, well, yeah, my relationship with my wife or my husband or my kids, uh, you know, and the people in my church and my coworkers and stuff like that is just, you know, that's really what life is all about. And all of this other stuff, yeah, it's kind of nice to have, but I really don't have to have it to be to live a happy life. And I think when we when we look at things that way, it totally changes our perspective about you know about the material things in life and about money and and everything else. Um, Ah, oh, great conversation so far with uh, with Steve Gamlin, and some things to think about there as far as what's really important to you in life, uh, spiritually, emotionally, financially, physically. Uh, when you take into all the aspects, all of the ele- uh, into consideration, all of the elements that make up your life, what are the things that are really important for you? And have you really gotten a piece of paper or sat at your computer and just you know written? Uh, what you really life want your life to uh, to be all about? What does God want you to do uh, with your life, and those sorts of things? So when we get back in, Steve's going to talk more about the creation of vision vision boards and some of the experiences that he's had. But we're going to take a quick break here, and we will be right back with more of the Gary Smith Show. Why am I here? What's my purpose? Does my life have meaning? All questions we've heard or maybe even asked ourselves. On the next Sports Spectrum, a discussion on our search for significance. We'll visit with former NFL player Rich Garza and former Olympic gold medal winning diver Laura Wilkinson. Our search for significance on the next Sports Spectrum. Saturday afternoon at 4 o'clock right here on Life Changing Radio. I've owned this company for a long time. I love what I do, but things keep getting more and more challenging. Taxes, the economy, global competition, they're coming together in a way that may put me out of business if I don't find a better, more cost-effective way of doing things. You want a better future for you and your loved ones. You feel that you have what it takes, but you just don't know where to start. I can help. My name is Gary Smith. I come alongside you to help you design a plan for your amazing future. 
Then I mentor you through the implementation process until you're well on your way to achieving your goals. Don't wait another second. Call me now at 203-599-1467 or email me at gary at for a free, no-obligation consultation. If you're concerned about the economy, wondering about buying a house, trying to set aside enough to help your kids through college, and want to be generous to God, well, maybe we can help you with that. Hi, I'm Steve Moore, along with Howard Dayton, and each day we're here to bring you God's wisdom and timeless financial principles. But the best part is that we get to talk directly with you. So I sure hope you'll set aside some time each day to join us right here on MoneyWise. Monday through Friday afternoon at 3.30 on AM 1550. Continued rather wet across the Connecticut Valley this afternoon with a frontal system moving through, maybe a heavy downpour with thunder mid-60s. All that winds down tonight mid-40s. Sunshine for tomorrow after early morning fog, a bit brisk, low 60s. Mostly sunny, more seasonable, mid to upper 60s Monday. Randy Berkson with a WSDK weather update. Welcome back to the Gary Smith Show, where our special guest today is Steve Gamlin. Uh, we've been talking about vision boards and He was talking about pen, paper, heart, and mind, how we need to sit down and record the things that we really want in our lives, really brainstorm with ourselves, and then begin to transition that into vision boards. And we're going to be talking more about that. If you have any questions, 860-432-9735 is the call-in number, or you can text us at 860-856-7193, or email your questions to questions at optex.com. Without any further ado, let's get back into our second segment with Steve Gamlin. But one one of the things that I think this is a good segue into another question, Steve, and that is, you know, when we when we're looking at things, kind of what you and I are talking about, I think, is you know, is is really trying to achieve that balance point in life. So, in the in the vision board philosophy and 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 how you teach it, how can people really use this to create a a, a better, more fulfilling, and more balanced life? When I teach them, and this is part of, I have an audio training program that's going to launch soon, and I've been doing this live for eight years, talking about all the different areas of their life, and they are as follows. Your relationships, your career, your financial, your physical well-being, your emotional well-being, ethically and morally, how are you going out there every single day? Spiritually, do you have a connection to maybe your faith or religion or just a higher power? And also your connection with the outside world beyond family, friends, etc. Just are you connected with real people on a regular basis? What I encourage people to do is to examine where they are in each of those things right now. now some people like to work with numbers and data. So I say, okay, scale of one to 10, how happy are you with this part of your life right now? And then where would you like it to be? And when we progress forward to the gathering of pictures, what I encourage people to do when they're going to create their vision board you need to pick at least two pictures that represent how you would like your life to look from each of these categories so that you're not focusing on one to the detriment of another. Uh, Some people, they say they want so much money that they go out and work 90 hours a week. Well, what does that do? That takes away from their time with their family, their spiritual connection. Maybe in their quest for money, they sacrifice their ethics, morals, and integrity. And that's not good because your integrity is something you can only sell once and it's never 100% again. So I encourage this integration of all of these things so that every time you're looking forward to your desired life, it has part of every single thing that is important. Every piece of the pie is somehow represented in there so they work as a cohesive unit you can want to make a lot of money and that's wonderful i have no issues with money at all 
but you will not compromise yourself to get there. And that's very, very important to me that your soul has to remain intact on your journey so you can enjoy it when you arrive. You know, that was something that I was going to bring up, and I'm glad you touched on that, Steve, because to me, in in the achievement process, I think one of the key things, and I don't know if you'll agree with this or not, so give me some feedback, but one of the key things that I see is that one of the major reasons that people fail is is because there is a lack of congruence between who they are and what they're doing. 100% in agreement. Yeah, that's that that to me is really critical and and you know you, we're talking primarily or thus far we've been talking about uh, you know vision boards as they relate to individuals but what about companies and and you know because I'm thinking about uh, if you're an owner of a business uh, you know, I'm, I'm assuming that there's some applications of vision boards to your company but it also I think goes to the congruence of you know who are you as a person and are the way you expressing yourself uh, through your business is there a level of congruence between who you are and how you conduct business that enables you to be successful so talk a little bit about that that's actually the fastest growing part of my speaking business right now is doing vision boards in companies. Over the last 18 months, it has been literally the fastest growing part of the business because I, the way I position myself as a speaker, I am in that very fertile ground between personal goals and professional goals. And so many people think I need to have a work-life balance. I'll devote this much time to work and then this much time to life. And as long as I can keep them balanced, I'll be okay. I prefer to follow uh, Tony Shea, who's the CEO of Zappos out in Las Vegas. He talks about it as work-life integration. And I believe in that approach. When people are at work dialing for dollars, if they're in sales or customer service or production, whatever it is, I encourage people to have pictures on their desk of the things that are most important to them. Now, if it's a whole vision board, wonderful, because there are companies throughout New England right now that I've worked with that are doing it this way. You've got to be connected when you're going through your workday every day as to why you are there. You know, a paycheck means nothing to me. It's a, pe it's a piece of paper that allows me to pay my bills. I'm going to be much more motivated if I am looking at a picture of a dream home of my fiance, soon to be my wife, and I happily away on a vacation or just some happy pictures that are on my desk. I'm going to work that much harder to make those things happen because emotionally I'm invested in them. And it's not about a nine to five. It's not about, well, I've got to do this. It's, I want this. Here's a way to get to this. So that's why I'm here today doing my job, being better at my job every day because I want to create more success. I want to inspire other people. So I've been over the last couple of years and I've got a, a, a $50 million a year client in Massachusetts. They, they hit $50 million in sales last year. And when they decided within five years they want to hit $75 million, they called me and said, we'd like to do vision boards to get to this next level, we need to re-inspire our teams. So I've already worked with their sales team and their customer service team. And now apparently the production team and the warehouse team are saying, well, when's he coming for us? So we're in negotiations now for the fall for this entire company to be connected intimately with where they want to go. And not just for themselves, but they were sharing it with their coworkers. There were people in the room before we even finished the vision board saying, oh my gosh, I can help connect you to that. I can help make that happen. I can introduce you to this person. 
and it was amazing. I got a report back from the VP, who was my contact. Even two weeks later, the two teams that had gone through made a parade through the entire building from their side across the big warehouse to the production team side, and they went through and they called it their high-five parade. And they all walked over there with their vision boards and shared what they had learned, told the team how much they appreciated them, and asked what they could do to make their jobs better. And it was just amazing to just see what happens when people understand it's a full-life integration. There's no this or that. It's, it's not you and me, it's us and we. And it was a beautiful thing to see. That that sounds really cool. I would have, you know, I, I don't know if anybody grabbed a video camera, but I would have loved to have seen uh, have seen that. And as as we're thinking about this, I mean, I think I kind of get the picture of the vision board from the standpoint that I can identify the key areas in my life. I can kind of rate those things because I'm an engineer, so I like numbers. Uh, I can rate those areas. It's it's almost like beginning with like the wheel of life and uh, and saying here's the important areas of my life and on a scale of one to ten i'm going to rate myself you know with one being you know it's non-existent and really needs a lot of work to ten is it doesn't get much better and i'm going to kind of look at that wheel and do the connect the dots and see what what's lopsided and where i need to work on achieving more 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 life balance uh you know not you know not between work and personal life but life overall and then i go out and i take each one of those areas and i think about what i want my life to be about uh, and I get a couple of pictures that are representative of, of those various things. So now I've got this thing in front of me. And yeah, definitely, if it's something that I'm focused on, it's something that'll hap- that will inspire me uh, and remind me, be that constant reminder. But Steve, talk to us about how we take the next step. How do I look at that vision board and then say, okay, from here, what are the things I have to do? What steps do I have to take in order to take the stuff off that vision board and make it a reality in my life? One of the things I hear most often, and sometimes even in the vision board building session, people at the end, they, we, we go around, they each share one thing from their board, and it's an amazing energy, and there's always the one person that looks at it and says, this is way too much. It's intimidating, and I don't know if I can do it. And I always wait for one person to say that, because my advice to them, and this follows the slight edge principle uh, in the book Slight Edge by Jeff Olson, which I love and say, here is your instruction. Put this board where you can see it every single day. Take a picture of it, make it the wallpaper on your laptop, on your smartphone, print out a picture of it, fold it up, put it in the visor of your car. And every day, I want you to look at it, think of one of your desired outcomes, and each day, take just one action toward one desired outcome. It's a lot like a roller coaster, the old wooden coasters where it's just, the top of the first hill is your big goal, and you're at the bottom. But every day, every mov- movement is a little click, 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 click. And when you put enough little clicks together, you suddenly realize you've just developed the entire goal achievement system by not being scared by how far the top of the hill is, but to understand that each day that little tiny click is more than most of the world was willing to do. So by marching forward those little steps at a time, and also keep the board where you can see it every day. Hang it on your fridge. I've got a dear friend who's been part of several events. She hangs her board in her bathroom. And when I say that at events, people start laughing, and I say, hey, here's her reason. She said, I'm there every day. When she's fixing her hair and doing her makeup in the morning, it's right next to her mirror. 
And she looks at it and she picks something and that day she'll take an action and just get that much closer. Over time, momentum is a beautiful thing. Oh, it absolutely is. And and uh, one, of, one of my favorite people in the world is Tony Robbins. And I remember Tony in one of the CDs that I had listened to, he asked his audience a question. He said, would you rather have 20% improvement this year or one-tenth of 1% improvement every single day? And he said, and he said, when you add it up, he said, the one-tenth of 1% improvement every day far outstrips the 20%. But he said, even if you ignore the, you know, the, the fact that the, the long-term performance of the one-tenth of 1% every day outstrips the larger number, he said, stop and think about it. In order to be able to improve one-tenth of 1% every day, you must fundamentally change the way you think and the way you act. And and that to me is the you know is the real key to being able to do things is that we fundamentally change the way we think and the way we act by doing just a little bit every day. Oh yeah, it is so easy when you break it down to something that one tenth of one percent. Who couldn't be one tenth of one percent better today than yesterday? You know what that means? Holding a door open for someone. The tiniest two split second decision. Two steps. Open a door. Look behind you. If there's someone coming. Stay there and hold the door, and you will become better than you were yesterday. Absolutely, absolutely, and and even in even in very very practical areas of our lives, people who understand those principles are so helpful to others. Now, now, give you an example. Um, I love to eat. I mean, I never met a piece of food that I that I didn't like, uh, and as a result, for a number of years, I was probably close to forty pounds overweight. And I remember going to my uh, my regular physician for my annual checkup, and he told me, he said, you need to lose 40 pounds. And I said, you know, okay. And I said, how, you know, over what period of time? And he said, I'd like to see you drop 40 pounds over the next six months. And I said, okay. And uh, fortunately, a couple of days later, I had uh, my annual checkup with my cardiologist. And after he checked me out, we sat and talked for a bit, and he said, let me ask you a question. He said, has your regular physician told you that you needed to lose weight? And I said, yes. And he said, how much weight did he tell you that he wants you to lose? And I said, 40 pounds. And he said, over what period of time? And I said, six months. And he instantly said, do you see that as an achievable goal? And I said, no. And he said, then you're not going to do it. But he said, let me ask you a question. Do you think you could lose a pound a month? And I said, yeah, anybody can lose a pound a month. And he said, if you lose a pound a month for three and a half years, you've got your 40 pounds. He said, now, let's stop and think about that for a minute. He said, there's two important things here. He said, number one, if you're losing a pound a month, your body is never going to miss it. But he said, number two, you can't consistently lose a pound a month for three and a half years unless you fundamentally change the things that you do. You must change your lifestyle in order to do that. And he said, now let's get in and let's talk the engineering side. Let's do the math. Because he said, for somebody like you, he said, I'm assuming you're about a 2,000 calorie a day diet. He said, cut that by 10%. He said, you know what that means? When you have your dinner at night, don't take seconds. Have one helping and push yourself away from the table. He said, now, mathematically speaking, he said, there are 3,500 calories in a pound of fat. So he said, if you're cutting 10% or 200 calories a day out of your diet, 3,500 divided by 200, you lose a pound every 17 days. It's that simple, and it works that well. And that was what inspired me, because now all of a sudden I had a connection 
but but that but it illustrates that there are so many applications for that little bit of change, little bit of improvement every single day is what will get us where we want to be. I love that. I wish I'd had your doctor. I had twenty pounds to lose, and he only gave me three months. <laughs> <laughs> That was actually the birth of the roller coaster story uh, at all my live events was my health scare. Um, I was 20 pounds overweight, and in three months, through the systematic, you know, go to the gym, eat healthier food, stay out of the bad food aisles at the grocery store, 19 pounds in three months down, cholesterol dropped 48 points, and the bad cholesterol was cut in half by little steps, maybe a half hour a day, and better choices of eating. I was eating vegetables that I couldn't even spell two months prior, and it changed my life forever. Those little shifts over time, literally in three months, I lost 19 pounds and felt and looked better than I had been in years. And it was was amazing. And I'm, I'm actually going back through that again now, back to the gym. I have still been eating well this whole time, but... Occasionally, the fast food bug gets me, and I'll go do some French fries and supersize a few things <laughs> until I get supersized, and now I'm back to, I've done it before, just get back on the roller coaster. Great conversation with uh, with Steve Gamlin. Uh, we've got one more segment that we'll get to in just a few minutes, but before we do that, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Here are some of the news headlines we're watching. By the time the conference was over, the president won a pledge. So Americans worshiping government over God. An extremely rare safety move by a nation. 17 years of Palestinians and Israelis negotiated. In all the noise that surrounds us, Janet Parshall is here to help you apply biblical truth in the marketplace of ideas. Listen for In the Market with Janet Parshall, Monday through Friday from 5 to 7 p.m. on Life Changing Radio, 1550 a.m. WSDK. Are you happy with where you are in life? Do you have a dream of becoming and achieving so much more? Hi, my name is Gary Smith. I'm a business consultant, life coach, professional speaker, and author of a book called The Shepherd and the Princess, Seven Keys to Conquering the Goliaths in Your Life. If you're serious about taking your life to the next level, spiritually, emotionally, physically, and financially, then you need to read this book. Wrapped around the story of David and Goliath, The Shepherd and the Princess presents a powerful set of logical strategies designed to help you create the life you deserve. As you turn the pages, you'll receive step-by-step instructions that will help you define and clarify your purpose in life. You'll then be driven to create and implement plans for achieving your most precious dreams. Visit Optex.com and get your copy of The Shepherd and the Princess, Seven Keys to Conquering the Goliaths in Your Life, today. On the rainy side through the afternoon across the Connecticut Valley, maybe a heavy downpour with thunder as a frontal system works through mid-60s. All that winds down tonight, mid-40s. Sunshine for tomorrow after early morning fog and a bit brisk, low 60s. A bit more seasonable Monday with mostly sunshine, mid to upper 60s. Randy Berkson with the WSDK Weather Update. Welcome back to the Gary Smith Show here on a rainy Saturday morning, cold and chilly outside. Pretty typical weather for this time of year, though. Uh, just hope it doesn't, uh, the rain that we're getting doesn't affect the uh, the changing of the leaves. Really looking forward to seeing some beautiful uh, leaf changes in New England this year. Uh, we're talking with Steve Gamlin about vision boards, and Steve's been sharing some really neat wisdom. Uh, one of the things I picked up from the last segment that I think is really important is the whole concept of momentum, that we need to build momentum. Well, how do we go about 
about doing that? Well, he mentioned a book um, that is by Jeff Olson. Uh, it's called The Slight Edge, Turning Simple Decisions into Massive Success and Happiness. Now, I've not read the book, uh, although it's on my list to, uh, to take a look at. But Turning Simple Disciplines into Massive Success, really what it gets back to is the basics. Once you have your vision board, you know, working at it a little bit at a time, that one that concept we talked about from Tony Robbins of one-tenth of one percent improvement every single day is what will get you where you want to be. You know, many people, I think, trip themselves up because they go out and they want to achieve this massive success in just such a short period of time rather than realizing that, you know, success does not come rapidly. It comes a little bit at a time. You know, one step at a time, one foot in front of the other. Just do one task and then another task and then another task. Don't worry about the next thing you have to do until you've completed the thing that's on your plate now. And I think in doing that, not only do we get where we're going and we probably get there faster, but also we look at things much more simplistically, you know, much more basically. And that's really what it's all about because success is not hard. It just requires certain disciplines done consistently. And Steve and I are going to talk about that a little bit more in our final segment of our, our interview. So let's get back to our interview with Steve Gamlin. Let me ask you a question from your experience, Steve, and that is when we um – when we think about this whole achievement process, um, I, I think going back again to Tony Robbins, I think you know, he was the one who said, and there have been other people who have said it as well, but I, I like the way he expresses things. He said, you know, uh, success does not come overnight and neither does failure. Uh, do you think that one of the reasons that people uh, struggle so much with personal development and personal achievement and business success is that we live in such an instant kind of fast food kind of mentality society that that they expect to get more success faster than they really should. I think there's too many out, people out there convincing them that they can, and then they're disappointed very quickly. Because think of New Year's resolutions, which are just ugh, the worst invention ever. People are usually hung over on New Year's Day and they say, all right, this is the year. I'm going to lose 30 pounds and I'm going to this, 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 this. Well, a week later when they haven't seen massive results, they tend to give up. And the thing is, if they just went slow and steady, who won the race of the tortoise and the hare? The tortoise did. The hare was bing, 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 bing all over the place without focus. How do turtles cross a road? Do they walk the yellow line or do they go straight across in the shortest distance possible in little tiny steps? That's how they win. And that's how we have to keep in mind the achievement because we're such a shiny object syndrome society now with the speed of everything. I think we just, if we don't notice results quickly enough, we, we bail out and abandon. Yeah, that's, that's really true. Um, that's really, really true. So it's slow and steady wins the race. Um, and that that's really really cool. Well, Steve, in looking at vision boards, I'd just like to maybe to have you give us some illustrations. Uh, you know, is you know, what are some of the biggest mistakes that you've seen uh, made with vision boards, and what are some of the greatest successes you've seen from them? Biggest mistake was definitely something we touched on earlier. My first two boards, it was all stuff. It was it was a fancy car, it was a vacation, it was this. There was no emotion in it at all. It was just, dear Santa Claus, here's all the stuff I want for Christmas. And about a week or two later, I looked at it, and I just had this thought one day. I said, you know, even a Ferrari will eventually rust. It's just stuff. And so I threw those aside, dug deeper, kind of came up with my own way of doing it, went to those eight parts of my life and gathered pictures 
which led to my ultimate my greatest success so far. And there have been a bunch of things on my boards that just by being aware of what I wanted, my you know the X on the treasure map that I've achieved, the number one crowning achievement has got to be my soon-to-be marriage. Uh, I got divorced about 11 years ago. My first marriage ended. And I went several years without a serious relationship because I just I, I needed to work on myself. Part of the vision board process is you need to design the person you wish to become to be the right person to receive all these things that you want. So I really spent a lot of time thinking of the type of relationship I wanted to enjoy and who I would need to be. And then I found pictures of people enjoying that type of relationship, walking hand in hand on the beach, at the railing of a ship at sunset on a vacation. I found a picture of a gentleman piggybacking a woman through a stream so she wouldn't get soaked, and they're laughing. And I put these all on my board. In January of 2007, that was the board that I did for that year. In June of 07, I wrote in my journal, I am ready to fall in love. Just declared it, I am ready, I am that person now, ready for this to happen. Ten days later, I got an email in my MySpace account, which is prehistoric Facebook, which I never checked. And I almost deleted it. And the next day I opened it up and it turned out it was from a woman I had not seen or spoken to in 21 years. We graduated high school together. I had a crush on her, but I never had the courage to ask her out. 21 years later, from 1,300 miles away, 10 days after I say I'm ready to fall in love, this message falls out of the universe. And four weeks later, sight unseen, we both expressed how we'd felt about each other in the past. And just through phone conversations and emails that we were both head over heels in love with each other. And I looked back at my board, and we have since done everything on that board. We've been on vacations. We've been hand-in-hand on the beach. We rented a home several months ago, and we're living together because she was still out of state for a number of years, first Florida and then up to Vermont. And the amazing part was I've got a picture of Oprah on my vision board because if you've ever written a book, you've got to meet Oprah. That's the key to a million, a million sales. And I looked at it one day, and I said, Oprah, you haven't reached out to me yet, so let me see what you're up to. Went to her website. And then I realized she had a radio network on XM Satellite Radio with all of her friends as show hosts. Clicked on that. We're looking for callers. Clicked on that. Michael Lozier, the author of The Law of Attraction, has his own show. Clicked on that. We're looking for your Law of Attraction success stories in 1,200 characters or less. Sent him an email on a Friday. Monday morning, his producer called up and said, Michael, would like to interview you about your story of finding your perfect love. I got interviewed on Oprah's radio network four times telling the story of me and Tina. That's the power of clarity and vision boards because what it unlocks is the awareness of every opportunity that shows up every day. And when you see that final outcome, you see the world a little bit differently because you wonder with every situation, how could this get me closer to one of the things on my board? And you all of a sudden, the filters come off, and it's an amazing ride. It really is. You just I sit back and I laugh sometimes. Things that seem like the worst thing that could possibly happen have unlocked some of the greatest things in, in my life, business and personal.
Well, that is, I, I love that story, Steve. And that's uh, for our listening audience. That's the first time I've, uh, I've heard that. That is absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, but you're right. And, and one of the things that I want to key in on, is, in addition to the story you were telling, Steve, is that you were saying that, you know, when you have the vision board, you know, it, it's part of it is you preparing to be the, you know, the person that you need to be in order to be able to receive uh, some of this stuff. Um, and it's interesting, a number of years ago, and I don't even remember who it was, but there was a professional speaker and I was in a seminar when he was speaking. And one of the things that he said is that, you know, he, he asked the audience, what is your definition of hell? And everybody was coming up with stuff about, well, it's, you know, it's the place that you go, you know, when you don't have a good relationship with God and that sort of stuff. And he said, yeah, I said, I believe all of that is true. But he said, let me, let me give you my personal definition of hell. Hell is the person you are someday meeting the person you could have become. Ooh, I like that. And, and it just, that one really dropped me to my knees and. You know, so it's for for me, it's all about, you know, how can I be the best person? How can I constantly be in that becoming process? And I think that the application of the vision boards is just so powerful to that, not only in really looking at yourself and saying, okay, ultimately, who do I want to be? What do I want to be about? What lives do I want to touch? But then letting that populate everything else on your vision board and then just preparing yourself to receive that stuff. Yeah, I shake my head quite often when I run into people, strangers, situations. I walk away laughing almost several times a week easily because I do spend a lot of time in my recording studio. But when I'm out and about, I see things and they happen and I'm thinking, you know, without my vision board and without the journey that I'm on, I probably would have dismissed that and thought, oh, what a coincidence that that just happened out of the blue. And then I realized... It's just all part of the fabric of being aware that even the, the, you hold a door for someone, you can wind up in a most amazing conversation that could help your business or at least give, just give you the biggest laugh of your day. And you never know who you are going to inspire. Somebody might just be dying for one person to show them a kindness that day. And you can be that person and you'd be amazed at what it will do for you. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely true. And uh, I mean, our relationship, I think, is an example of that. You know, uh, we had a mutual friend who introduced us. We corresponded on email. We set up a time uh, to have a phone call. And and the first phone call that you and I had, I came away from that just so excited and pumped and blessed uh, by the fact that, you know, not only did we have a great conversation that was just seamless, but, you know, I've got a new friend, uh, you know, and, and that to me is what life is all about. I just get excited about those things. This is that conversation as well as this one for me, absolutely effortless. It's just pure joy going back and forth. Oh, I love it. And, and as we talked about, you know, uh, before we actually started the recording for the show, you know, our, our, the goal on both sides for us was just to be like a couple of buddies sitting down over a cup of coffee, having a conversation about life and business. And so for that, Steve, I, I thank you so much. Uh, and I know that our listening audience is, is going to be blessed by the time that we have spent together and the things that we've shared here. Why don't you take just a, you know, just a minute or so and tell people uh, a little bit about who you are, what you do, and how they can connect with you. Sure. I am available online at stevegamlin.com, which is G-A-M-L-I-N. My speaker demo is there, so if you want to see just how much fun I have on stage, you can. The books are there. Uh, Super Teddy, 
the dog we mentioned earlier, has his own page. This guy is the eye candy of our relationship. He's got his own page there with all of his stuff. People can get a free PDF copy of his book, so please go up, download it, share it with people, and just enjoy. And there are a bunch of videos up there now as well, and I do post them periodically. My whole mission is to just be the most genuine, real, authentic, vulnerable, actual human being that you've ever seen set foot on a stage. Or even if you meet me at the grocery store in the Captain Crunch aisle, I'm going to be the same exact person that you see on stage. And that is, that is my entire mission. And it takes a little longer that way because I refuse to compromise that in any way. But things are gathering steam, momentum. I'm clicking up that roller coaster every day. And I'm um, just so honored to meet people like yourself who become part of my journey. Oh, that's uh, the pleasure is all mine, Steve. Thanks again for taking uh, taking time. And if you're open to it, uh, a few months down the road, we'll get back together and we'll do another show together. I would love that. And thank you so much. I certainly appreciate uh, being invited and I appreciate our mutual friend who made the connection. Okay. Excellent. Thanks again, Steve. We'll do it again soon. Sounds great. Thank you so much. Well, that wraps up uh, our conversation with Steve Gamblin. I hope that you have enjoyed uh, listening to this uh, portion of the program as much as I did, uh, did recording it. Uh, Steve is a great guy. Uh, you know, the this actual recording was done probably a month and a half, two months ago. And uh, Steve, as uh, I said, uh, he and I were introduced by a mutual friend. And, uh, you know, she thought that it would be a great idea for me to connect with Steve and have him on the show. And Steve and I have uh, have learned a lot from each other. Uh, he's a really, really motivational, inspirational kind of guy uh, who's just got a, a wealth of experience to be able to to share with people. And so I hope that you've really enjoyed uh, the show today. Uh, you will be able to, for those of you who may be tuned in a few minutes late, uh, probably later today or tomorrow sometime, uh, it will be available in uh, in a podcast. Uh, so you'll be able to go ahead and listen to, uh, listen to that. Uh, that wraps up another version of the Gary Smith Show today. Uh, really been great having you along. Hope you enjoy the rest of your day and your weekend. Uh, come back next Saturday morning at 11 o'clock where my guest will be Chris Hamm. Chris is a dear friend uh, and Christian brother from down in the city. And we're going to be talking about uh, the subject, how would Jesus grow a business? I mean, Jesus was a businessman. He was a carpenter. Uh, so it would be interesting to see his perspective on, uh, on how Jesus would go ahead uh, building, uh, building a business. So thanks again for tuning in today. Thanks to Zach Hutchinson, the producer of the show, for being with me today. I wouldn't be able to do any of this without him. God bless you. Have a great week. Live your life on purpose, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us this morning. Please mark your calendars and be sure to join us next Saturday at 11 a.m. for another edition of The Gary Smith Show. And remember, there are a number of resources available to assist you at Gary's website, optex.com. Until next week, may God richly bless you.